Alright, welcome back everyone to another episode of our podcast. This week we have a very special Kim. guest. What, Kim, what are you doing? Oh, she's I'm, celebrating. I'm wooing. <laughs> Kim's wooing in the background. But anyway, we have a very special guest this week and it is Miss Natalie Janusa. Miss Natalie, how are you? Hi Natalie. Hi. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. great. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm chill. Good. No, this is so exciting. Um, so I've, before I've, we... As good as I can. Yeah. <laughs> so before we begin, Miss Natalie, go ahead and introduce yourself. So my name is Natalie. I have known Kim and Danielle for years. Years. Probably five years old. Yeah. Four or five. Kim and I went to preschool together and our moms were friends. So that's how we all met. And then she was like, I have a sister, Danielle. And I'm like, oh, there's another one. So we have <laughs> Danielle here too. And we've known each other for so long. But um, we were like neighbors, kind of. I know, we were practically neighbors. We lived, what, a street over from each other? Yeah, just like a giant acre, like a giant field away from each other. <laughs> yeah, it was a field away, but I used to walk the field to come to your house. Dedication. But I came to your house through the field and I don't live there anymore, so I moved. But um, I'm still the youngest of four over here. And I was in nursing school, just graduated. I'm working. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Thank you. I'm working on earning my license as well. So hopefully that comes sooner than later. And then I'm going to kickstart my life, start living, because all I've been doing is burying my head in a book. So I'm ready to live. I'm so tired of studying. (laughs) Are you like, see, I'm one of those people where I'm like, so afraid to graduate and become an adult. Are you like excited to be like, all right, let's get this ball rolling? You know, I had this conversation with my parents a couple times within the past, maybe one or two weeks. So it's interesting that you asked that, but I was so excited to graduate, which I was, so I graduated, but I got to like this weird point in life, I think, because I'm only 22. So it kind of hit me like a brick. I was like, I'm so young. I still have the rest of my life ahead of me. I was like, I feel like everything that I've wanted to achieve or wanted in life, I'm very simple. I don't need anything crazy. I want to graduate. So everything I've wanted, it feels like I have now. And now I'm like twiddling my fingers. I'm like, well, now what? And they're like, Natalie, you have to remember, you're so young. You have your whole life ahead of you. You have years to come. They're like being a nurse. Yeah, it's your life, but you can do so many other things besides being a nurse. So it's interesting you ask that because I have like weird thoughts the past couple weeks. I feel like it's such a weird age, like eight, like college years is because you're you're moving into college where you're becoming an adult and then you're figuring it out but then you also feel like your life is kind of over because if you don't yes. do this then your life is over if you fail this one class then your life is over and then you graduate and you're like holy crap i have so much life to do i don't know what to do it's such a weird yes. part of life right yeah Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, that's where I was at. I was like, I have so much to do. And then if you don't do this, this is going to happen. And sometimes you have to take a step back. Yeah. Life isn't that long. But no. it also is very long. So time to do stuff. No, totally. I totally agree. 
Um, well, thank you for coming on. The first thing that we like to do with our guests is ask some random questions just to, for the people to kind of know you and know your personality and know how you think. So I have a few questions here. The first question is, okay, so we have a dollar bill. We have a $5 bill. We got a $10 bill, $20 bill, yada, yada, yada. If there was a new dollar bill that had your face on it, what bill would that be? and why but you can also replace any of the bills that already exist and you can also use coins if you want wow i love this question okay <laughs> so my face can replace any of those and which one and why you can replace them or you can like have a new dollar bill so like a two dollar bill a three dollar bill oh my god wow um honestly <laughs> i would pick the five dollar bill and the reason for that is because I feel like everyone kind of has a five here or there. So like my face would pop up here or there, but it's not like a one where everyone has singles everywhere. So oh, like you're special. Yeah, like a little yeah. special, but it's like everyone has them, but you kind of don't have them at the same time. You know what's funny? I, cause I literally was making these questions this morning while I was drinking coffee. And I was like, well, what would I do? I was going to say the $5 bill too, because I feel like it's kind of an underrated, underrated bill. Oh my God, it's so underrated, the $5 bill, because everyone's like, oh, here's a 20, here's a 20. I'm like, what about the fives? You can't get the 20 without the five. So I'm picking a point. And if you break a 20, there's got bound to be a five in there somewhere. <laughs> exactly. So put me on a five and you'll see me everywhere. <laughs> um, okay, next question. If you could invent a fruit that was a combination of two or more existing fruits, what would the combination be and what would be the name of the new fruit? Um, I would have to say, well, my two favorites are, it sounds typical, strawberry and banana. So if you put those two together, what would it be called? Banana straw? I don't know. <laughs> banana -nana? I don't know. A straw nana? Straw -nana. Oh, straw nana. Straw nana. Yeah. That sounds great. We're going with the Shawana. I think that, see, I love oranges. Oh, yeah. Because I like citrus fruit. So maybe like an orange and a lemon, but that's kind of the same thing already. Well, yeah, I mean, it could be called like um, or a orange. Orange. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, P? What For fruits? me? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm a bet. I'm a fan of the straw nana because that's a really good combo. Yeah, you, you like bananas. I do. I do. But the thing yeah. I, I would just be worried about is the banana flavor overpowering the strawberry. Because anything you put bananas yes, in, nine times out of ten, you taste the banana first. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, let's see. I was thinking watermel watermelon and apple. For some reason for like a refreshing taste oh. you know hmm. and oh, yeah i didn't think about that that's a good idea the apple or apple melon or or water apple i don't know <laughs> water apple water, water apple, water apple. <laughs> i like that though that's a good one okay so if you can make a musical playlist about your life at this moment, what are the first three songs in that playlist and what would the title of the playlist be? 
I would have to say my favorite artist always, but even right now in life specifically, it's always been Post Malone. I'm sure you see me posted everywhere, but yeah, I like Post. For like, I like his lyrics to his songs. Like a lot of them, like I feel like a lot of them, he sounds angry, but he's more of like expressing his feelings and stuff. I like the like the ones where he sings. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one good interjection Kim thank you <laughs> no I like the lyrics of his songs like if you are I listen to them all the time I listen to them when I was on the way to school every time I had to take an exam post Malone which is always mm-hmm. playing but I like his old songs his new ones um if I had to pick three I feel like his old song it's not old, but it's from his last album. It's called, the first one would be, uh, it's called Rich and Sad. It's basically him think, singing about how he has all this money, all this stuff, but he's still like sad. I'm not saying I'm sad, I'm fine. But I like the song. <laughs> okay, good. I like the song. Um, the second one probably is from his newer album, the Hollywood Bleeding album. It's called Myself. So he's singing, the whole song is about himself. Um, yeah, it's a great song. And then the other one is called I'm Gonna Be. So that's like talk, him talking about like who he's going to be, who he wants to be and all that stuff. So I really, I love him. I love his music. And I honestly, like his whole playlist, I feel like just explains a lot of like the same feelings that I have and stuff that I want to express, but he does better in song than I would be able I like to speak. That. See, are you the type of person, because I'm this type of person when it comes to music that you get in a bubble of your favorite artists where it's hard for you to venture out into listening to other music? Yes, absolutely. Because I started listening to Post Malone. I'm not like a diehard, like, year fan. I've, I've been a fan of him for like maybe two or three years now, but ever since I listened to him, I don't want to listen to him. Yeah, because like, I feel like there's people who are so well-versed in music and they know everything. And I, I try to be like, okay, give me things to listen to so I'm better into, like, the, the world of music. But once I find people that I, like, listen to, I never... Because sometimes you can get tired of certain songs, like, especially on the radio and stuff. But once I find somebody that I like, I never, like, get tired of their music. Hello! Hi! <laughs> I disappeared for a second. <laughs> no, you're good. It's fine. It's I blame the snow. It's ruining everybody's Wi-Fi. I feel like a 70-year-old woman. I think I, I have the body of a 70-year-old woman. You definitely do. Or the bones, right? Maybe <laughs> you definitely the bones do. of a 70-year-old woman. Because like, it's like... I, I should not be this achy-breaky <laughs> at 22. Hello. I moved to my phone instead. <laughs> okay. Because the computer all... is not working in my favor. No, you're fine. I got it. Um, is that better? Yeah, I was telling Danielle, my mom told me a funny story about, like, because how you said that we used to be neighbors and stuff, how your brother came over one time to plow our driveway, because remember our driveway was, like, hella long and obnoxious, and he was plowing our driveway on, like, the, um, what the hell are those things called? On the quad? The quad, the quad, on the quad, and... (laughs) When we had Maddie and Jasmine, we had the invisible fence that came up right to the driveway. Yes. So one time, 
when he was plowing our driveway, Jasmine was just like barking at him so much. Oh my god! And like you remember, you remember Jasmine? Like Jasmine was a good dog, but she was so intimidating. And he was yes. like, "Mrs. Nanny, your dog's barking at me." Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I remember that. He used to plow dry everyone's driveway yeah. in that whole neighborhood. Oh, that's so cute! What a good memory. I know. Oh wait, I have one last question though. This is a this is a hot debate on the podcast thus far. What's the best type of potato? A sweet potato. Okay. <laughs> Wait, was that, what do you mean? Like a French fry, baked potato? <laughs> yeah, like, like a French fry, a waffle fry, a tater tot, a sweet potato, mashed potato. Oh, I would have to say then a, oh, a tater tot. I'm going with the tater tots. Those things are bomb you pop Very them in the good. oven yeah tater tot and now they have sweet potato tater tots i don't know if you've seen them before but it's a thing i've never it is had a thing them. i've tried like the veggie tots and i'm like eh. oh but, no. no danielle danielle is a tater tot person that's her go-to danielle right? i'm on the page as you hey we finally got See, a guest that agrees with me <laughs> You are the first guest to say tater tot, which I'm surprised about, to be honest. Really? Why? Well, I would. I'm gonna say tater tot only for the reason because they're so small and you can eat like a hundred of them and not feel bad. <laughs> That's my reasoning. <laughs> That's very valid. That's a very valid yeah, so argument. It's, yeah, it's a good. It's a good argument. I said the waffle fry because if you get it nice and crispy, it's a good. Um, it's a good. My cat's being very. Oh, nice. look at the tail. Oh, <laughs> come here, buddy. No, no, he's good. He'll come uh, back. Okay. Um, are you like the type of person to like dip it in ketchup or like honey mustard? Are you like a, a sauce person? I dip it in ketchup, but it depends what you're eating them with. Like if you're eating it with chicken, like chicken finger nuggets, yeah, dip it in ketchup. But if you're just eating fries, don't dip it in anything. See, I'm the same way. I don't dip when I eat it by themselves. Yeah, no, eat it plain. Enjoy the fry. But if you're eating it with something else, dip it in something. Yeah. I usually dip. I, I like barbecue sauce. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they're look so, at that. Sorry. They're so, <laughs> they're so annoying. So I cute, that. Luke. Come <laughs> here, Here's one of them. Oh my god! <laughs> See mittens on, little mittens on his feet, the little white. Oh, how cute! And then she throws them. And then I have another. His brother Otis. He's like the same. Also here, he's also a little orange. Well, he, he's not little. He's fat. An orange tabby, <laughs> but I have two. Oh, how cute! Well, those were very good answers to those questions. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> you're welcome so i guess the first thing that i want to talk about which um i guess you going to so we grew up together in homedale yes yes and when did you moved when i don't remember what year did you move i um what year was that maybe 20 14? 13? No, was it can't it be that. It was um it was going into 7th grade. So I left Homedale when I was in 6th grade. 
Okay. So I left in sixth grade and I went here where I live now in seventh grade. So I would have to say that was what? Pro- it was probably like 2013, 2014, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, what was that like, like moving to a different town and then going to, was it hard for you? Yeah, I would say it was, it was challenging. I, I was so young. I don't really remember, but I do remember like the middle school and high school years. To be honest, I hated school. I, I always loved the school aspect of it. I liked going to school, learning and challenging myself and achieving different things. But the not even like the socialization part, like, I don't know what it was. I, I didn't have the best time in school. I was bullied when I was in high school. So it was terrible time for me. Terrible. Hated going to school. I don't even know if you knew that, but. No, I didn't. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Not, no, I, I hated going to school. High school were probably, it was probably the worst couple years of my life. I just, not fun at all. But um, no, when I was, when we first moved here, I was young. It was still seventh and eighth grade. So you're young. But even so, I just like no. You still remember like that part of your life, you know? Yeah, I always remember it. It was always just like oh, like the new girl, and it was fun at first because you're like oh, I'm the new girl. But then like when everyone already has their set groups and set friend groups, it was like, well, which one do I fall into? So I was um, I started the cheer team as soon as I moved here, which was a good idea. I made some friends on there, but even then, so it was like. There was constant, like, bullying in and out of the cheer team. Like, are you on this side of the cheer team friend group or this side? So it was kind of like one of those things. Um, And it carried through high school, too. Like, I had friends that came and then they left and came and then they left. And then, like, I had a constant boyfriend through high school. He's gone. Great. Love that. Uh, Good thing. (laughs) No, good thing. But um, he was like, I thought, yeah, it was good. (laughs) Goodbye. Um, I spent a lot of time with him when I was in high school. So when I think back to it now, it's been a couple of years since we've graduated. I think that more of probably hurt me more than it helped me spending time with him. Um, I think because I spent so much time with him that I didn't really spend time with people from school. Um, so I don't know, high school and just school in general, since we moved here, I hated it. Once I graduated high school, life has been fantastic. But in that time frame, not fun. Do you, was your school very clicky? Like, is that why people were so mean to you? Is because they were very clicky? Yeah, unfortunately, they were very clicky. And the town I live in, I, I love this town. I love living here. But um, I just feel like everyone thought that they were one up from you, better than you. And I was like, we all live in the same town. We all come from st- basically the same generalized type of family. Like, why yeah. can't everyone get along? But I don't know. A lot of them and and a lot of them would beg to differ, but the ones that would beg to differ were the ones that were in those huge friend groups. And they were just like, they didn't want to include you in the group. So it wasn't too much fun, but life's been great since I graduated high school. Well, I feel like that's the case with everybody who graduates high school, to be honest, because I always, I have my theories about high school, how I think it's like such an awful, like social experiment that it's its own world inside of the real world. But so I, I mean, you brought up being bullied, which is terrible and makes me want to punch a wall. But how did you, like, navigate yourself through that? Because that, that's such a difficult time, especially in high school and especially at a new school when everything seems so, like, life and death. Because high school, 
everything is important and like having people that like you is important having a boyfriend is important having good like everything seems so like intensified when when you get out of it like you said it's it's doesn't really matter how do you how did you like navigate yourself through that i would say i don't really remember the bullying so much in the middle school when we first moved here i do remember in high school because i feel like it was honestly traumatizing so i'll remember that forever but it was more of like just catty girl things um and uh, some of it even carried on to like the boys too but it was mostly the girls so something as dumb as like some girl would wear a ponytail i liked how it looked so then the next week i would wear a similar ponytail and they would all it was honestly something out of a movie or out of a book and they would all yeah it was crazy and they'd all be like well why are you copying her and i'm like because i liked what she looked like and honestly my opinion you should take copying as a compliment it's not anything bad so they'd make fun of like i don't know the way that her hair looked or like oh like the clothes she's wearing she's not wearing like the tip top like i'm like it's not always about material things. I, I never understood that part. And then when I first started driving, so we get our license at what, 17, right? Yeah. 17. I My birthday's in November. So I was one of the first ones to actually get my license in my grade. And I didn't have a car at first. My parents don't buy us cars. We were raised to work for what you want. So I didn't have enough money yet to buy myself a car. So I drove my brother's truck while he was training down in Florida. Um, his truck was still here. So they said you could take Nick's keys, drive his truck to school. And I mean, school's only down the road, so it wasn't a big deal. Drove his truck, blah, blah, blah. And then I feel like the rumors automatically started there. Like, oh, she doesn't have, this is not even her truck. Her parents gave her this truck and the boys were mad because my brother's truck was bigger than theirs. I'm like, <laughs> you need to relax. But um, I finally got enough money I worked so hard, worked my butt off. I was a little waitress at the time, worked so many hours at that damn restaurant. Um, but I finally had enough money. I bought myself a little Jeep. So I drove to school that first time with the Jeep. And I remember somebody coming up to me. I still remember this girl to this day. And she's like, oh, that's so nice. When did your parents surprise you with it? I was like, I just kind of kept my mouth shut. And I was like, what? yeah. And I was like, I bought it myself. Oh my and she God. goes, and then the one her friend in the, my gym class in the next week they were sitting right next to me it was the two girls and they were talking loud and they were like yeah i don't really know how i feel about the jeep renegade that's what i had and they were like yeah I'm, it didn't really grow on me yet and i'm sitting there like are they ridiculous this is ridiculous so it was just it was i would say more petty stuff like you're bullying a girl for her hairstyle her car like it was just some things I shrugged off my shoulders. Obviously you're young, you're in high school, something's yeah. bothered you. So some days were easier than others, but I would say I got through it and it was definitely hard for me, but it, it made me into the person who I am today. So when I hear somebody making fun of me today, instead of like curling up and like hiding my face, now, if something like that happens, which it has, even in my 20s now, I go up and say something. And that's the difference. Instead of hiding now, I more of confront it. And people get nervous when you confront it because when you confront something, it shows confidence. It shows that it kind of puts them more back into their place. It's like... Yeah, and people don't expect other people to confront stuff right away either. Yeah, no, and they don't at all. And something is funny, like I was at 
one of the clubs like when I was 21 I'm 22 now and I saw these two girls never seen them in my life we were all waiting online to get inside and they're just staring at me like a dead stare and I'm looking at them and I'm like are they looking at me or someone I'm turning around are they looking at me they were looking at me and they were just looking they could have just been staring but they were saying something and I literally went like this I'm like and then they just kind of like stood still and I'm like hi I'm like is everything okay and they were like uh, uh we, we like your shirt and I'm like thank you guys I like your boots too and then I it's something as simple as that and then they just smiled and then they left it alone but that's the difference between then and now yeah that is crazy like the people you went to school with wouldn't like my car at all it's a little <laughs> crap little elantra that breaks down every five seconds <laughs> no it was it was a crazy time and i like a lot of people don't know that i was bullied because i didn't really talk about it and i think i played it off well on like i guess like social media and stuff i always looked like fine and completely happy you know nothing's wrong but it was tough for me those years in school and then I went through like that whole breakup too so that added to the to the flame but everything's great now so it's fine <laughs> yeah that's good I mean those are the life experiences that ultimately make you into a better person than what you are that's insane I think I would beat everybody up <laughs> yeah it was it was hard because it was just I wanted to beat everyone up, but I'm I don't have the muscle for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard. I think it's it's especially hard too when you come into a new school and you're like, in, on one hand, you're like you're trying to to befriend everybody to a certain degree, and so you're I'm sure you're trying to please them in some way just so you can have people to hang out with just to survive this chaotic environment that you're in but um yeah do you I guess a lot of it had to do with the fact that you grew up differently than everybody else as far as like materialistic things go right yeah absolutely and just I, it got to a point honestly where I would go to school and my sister Jacqueline you remember her she she was in high school you remember she was um <laughs> she was in high school with me you know she's only a year older but when she graduated and I was what a junior senior I would be a senior then it was the worst year because I I used to sit with her at lunch and I used to like walk out with her and then when she left it was like wow I don't have anyone left and it was pretty sad like I would sit honestly I would sit in like a teacher's classroom during lunch so like I didn't have to go to lunch and like find somewhere to sit because I didn't have anyone to sit with and if I did sit with them it was like I sat with them and it was like minimal talking, but I knew as soon as I got up and walked away that I was the topic of conversation. So it was, those were just very rough years. Did your sister go through like the same thing as you did? She did now. I feel like she, like right off the bat when we moved here, I feel like I made so many friends so quickly and I was friends with a lot of people and the different, so I made a lot of friends. And then by the time we graduated, I had no friends, but I feel like with her, she had a couple of friends when we first moved here. It was like, she struggled a little bit more with moving and the whole change. But by the time she graduated, she established herself. She joined a gym. She had her gym friends. So she was like more like established. Your sister's jacked. Oh my God. She oh could like God. lift one hand and throw she is she's muscular but she's very fit which i was like not i mean me neither 
<laughs> Me either. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I don't want, don't take offense to this, but I think probably people were petty to you because you have a very, like, you're a very kind person, a very kind spirit, and sometimes people take that for weakness. You they know? do. Absolutely, they do. But um, you don't want to take somebody, a lot, my, my mom always told me you don't want to take somebody's kindness for weakness, but unfortunately that doesn't happen all the time. And people are like, oh, she's so nice. Like, it's an easy target when it comes yeah. to other girls. And even like stuff happened last week when I went out to one of the bars with uh, my boyfriend and there's girls there and they all, like I always say hi, I'm always friendly. I know we have the mask on now. You can't even see half my face, but I'm always like, hi, I'm Natalie. And nobody answers. I'm like, okay. So, and they know my boyfriend. So why aren't you saying hi? I don't know. It's one of those weird types of situations. So what the heck? I know girls are rotten, terrible, 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 terrible. And like, you have to really establish yourself because if you're fine within yourself, you don't need that many friends. And that's the point that I've gotten to. No, I'm the same way. Like, and then also too, when you get older, some there's a lot of friends where you stop being friends with because you mature and then different things in life happen. And it's better to have like a, a small close knit group of people than like 50 acquaintances. I always said. Yes, absolutely. Quality over quantity. Totally. That is, wow. I really can't get over that. You know what you need? You need like a good resting bitch face. So nobody looks at you like that and like tries to come up to you. No, I do have one, but I'm not right now. I'm too excited, but <laughs> no, I do. I do have one, but I don't think I do it very often. If I do, if I it, if if it is resting, it's only because I'm either spacing out or just not paying attention. <laughs> See, I I have I I have a resting bitch face. It's it's bad, but I guess like nobody comes up to me. But also too, I'm also so I don't know how you were in school, but I wasn't the type of person to like be like talk a lot like I would kind of sit in the background and like not really talk a lot and just kind of observe everybody but I remember one time at Brookdale I was in a class and my professor was telling a story and I was sitting in the back in like a sea of students and I have this thing where I won't like audibly react but I'll I have I also have a very expressive face so she was telling the story da 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 and then she, and then I forgot what the story was, but then she said something and I was like, I raised my eyebrows and I made a face and she looks right at me. And she goes, I made that exact face. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. She called me out. <laughs> she called me out. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, I don't, I don't know why I said that, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. You need a resting bitch face. It'll help you. So I know girls won't come up to you. Oh, terrible. Like, but I, I've even gotten... Like, now I've even learned that they don't like when you smile. So it's like, I feel like you can't win. Like, they see you smiling. Why is she smiling at me? It's like, yeah. And they're like, what's her problem? Why is she smiling so much? I'm like, oh, you can't win. You can't. No, that's so weird, though, because I feel like people from Jersey, like, keep to themselves, though. Yeah, I would say I agree. They do generally keep to themselves. But when you have someone like me who's like outgoing I like to talk to people and then even when you introduce yourself to girls and they don't answer I'm like oh well now what now we're all just standing here so <laughs> really, you're just too 
too nice. That's why. <laughs> I know. My sisters tell me all the time. They're like, you need to be more aggressive. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. No, I, I mean, we've known you forever. I, I really don't think there's an aggressive bone in your body, to be honest. No, I think just maybe sometimes when I'm at work and a patient. Re- yeah. And somebody acts up. I'm not having it. Well, it's not aggressive if it's assertive. There's a difference. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Assertive. Yeah, yeah, that's better. That's better. <laughs> so. You graduate high school and then you go to Brookdale, which we're very avid on community college here. I also went to Brookdale. So I know you talked about it on Instagram. I remember when you posted about it, but what was, what was your decision behind going to community college rather than a university or a four-year school? Uh, my main reasoning was behind, yeah, I feel like you have to think smarter, not harder with college. You can get the same exact degree, especially for someone like me who went for nursing. Mm-hmm. If you think about the broad spectrum of everything, um, a nurse, every nurse or nursing student that graduated from any college, no matter where, we all have to sit for that same state board exam. So every nurse student in New Jersey has to sit for that same NCLEX Um So when you think about it, we all have to learn the same amount of information, right? Because we all have to sit for that same exam. So why pay $70,000 when you can pay, what, $5,000, get the same education? So that's what I did. You all have to know the same thing. Um, I'm also very close with my family, as you know, still, all these years later. So I didn't really want to leave because why am I going to go leave and sleep in a twin-size bed when I can stay here in my queen bed and see my dogs? Dude. Yeah, I I felt the same way too when I um, was gonna go to Brookdale because I I like how you said work smarter not harder because I I always felt like going away to school kind of set me back because I was already working I was already kind of establishing myself in the sense of having a good work ethic and a good sense of responsibility if I went away one I would be wasting a bunch of money like you said but also I. I feel like that responsibility and that work ethic would just go out the window. Absolutely. I agree. I feel like going to school, I feel like everyone from high school, like went with each other to college. I'm like, there's going to be no growth. If you keep following that age group and that trend, there's going to be no growth in your life. So I stayed home. I worked my butt off when I was a waitress. I work at the hospital now, but when I was a waitress, it's just like that worth work ethic that you said. Um, that you just kind of like instill in yourself. And then everyone's like, oh, like I'm a broke college kid. And I'm not saying I'm a millionaire, but when you stay home and you work and you go to school at the same time, you have that extra side money to go out to lunch with your friends and to go shopping when you want. So I loved community college and I support going there on every level. I just think it's so great. I do too. And I think it, it gets a bad rep because people think it's like some BS, like thing that's not, relevant or as important but i feel like there's a brookdale at least in general has a lot more opportunities than a lot of other schools oh absolutely they do and that i actually have a funny story with that now that you say that there um a couple of the girls that i vividly remember who bullied me in high school when they asked me where i was going to college i said oh i'm going to brookdale for nursing and they're like, Brookdale, we're going to Florida for nursing. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, good luck. So the one girl went to Florida. And I remember she posted, I'm starting the nursing program. Can't wait. She was still in her prereqs, though. She didn't really, like, start the program. And I remember I didn't really see anything of her on social media. And then, like, a month later, I'm walking on the campus at Brookdale, and I see her. And I'm like, oh, how was Florida? 
And she came back. Oh. She didn't the nursing program. I'm like, you know, serves you right. It really does. Well, doesn't Florida get like a bad rep of like not having like actual schools there? I say that in quotations either. Yeah, they're like there. How do you even get into education if you're partying the whole time? Literally. That's so stupid. And plus Brookdale is one of like the best college community colleges like ever. It's, like, oh, it is. I loved it. I had no complaints about it. I mean, their nursing program is very tough, as expected. But otherwise, the school in general, I feel like they supplied you with every resource you need. Yeah, it's a really good school. And it, it's good. I mean, I talk about this. I've talked about this a billion times, especially for people who don't specifically know what they want to do. Like me, where I was like, I know I want to be in this field, but I don't know exactly what I want to do. And it just gives you a lot of options. Yes, absolutely. I and agree. That it's funny because my one friend that nursing program my one friend when she graduated she's two years younger than me and i she she goes to seton hall now but she i think applied for the nursing program and they were like she was on the wait list like a year behind like it's insane their wait list right now i believe is three and a half years long um God. it's insane they have a very good reputation um coming from who went through the program is traumatizing you really have no chance to fail at all you have if you fail something once they give you a one more try if you fail it they kick you out of brookdale in general so it's very aggressive it was very like i felt like every exam was either like you pass or you die this type of thing so it Survival was scary but um it really i feel like i did learn a lot like i feel like there's some stuff yeah, maybe they didn't really go over as much, but I learned so much and I feel like everyone, their um, state board passing rate is so high. And the reason being is because we all had that mindset, like you have to study for this or else you're not going to pass. You're going to get kicked out. Yeah, you you have to be really focused, especially when you, you're in um, that schooling. It's funny, though, because when I would go to like my math and science classes, I would walk through like the nursing portion of like the mass building and i was like i would see all like the the fake bodies and stuff i'm like this is crazy i know it was, it was so cool it was, was cool like, it was cool i wish i was smart enough that i could like just do that for for fun lol <laughs> and how you're here like it's yeah i mean so I, <laughs> that's what i said i was like i'm not smart enough to be doing this but and honestly, sometimes still, like, school made me think, like, you're not smart enough to do this because there's girls getting 99s in here and I'm here with a 70. C's get degrees, though, because here I am. I passed, but it's you just... You know what, though? My, my cousin's also... He's graduating this semester. He's also a nursing student, and he was the same where he's getting C's and B's and stuff, but he told me, and let me know if you agree, like, the thing about the testing is that it's so textbook. And when you go into doing clinicals and when you're in the hospital, it, it's it, it's like more of, um, oh, what's the word? Like you're more on the fly. Like not everything is going to be textbook like that, right? Absolutely. And you see that too. I see a lot of students who are getting those A's and they're getting those 90s and all the power to them. I wish I was a student like that. But most of the time, and I do see it very often when I was in that program for the two years, um, those students that are getting those A's and those high grades, when we went to clinical, they couldn't even talk to a patient. 
could not even introduce themselves, couldn't ask how their day was. I was like, that is the difference. And then there's a student like me who barely passed school because I'm just not good at taking exams at all, but barely passed school. Yeah. And then I'd go into a patient's room and even now at work and I talk to them like it's my mom or dad, but that's how you nurse you don't want to be like so by the book and like oh you have to do this this talk to the patient ask how their day was they're not a mannequin like the one at school like they're a person just talk to them yeah and it's all situational like not everything when you go into like the er or whatever it's not going to be by the book you're going to have to work things off the fly and figure things out oh my god it's not by the book and i saw that when i was in school towards like my sec uh my third and fourth semester so the last two I worked in the hospital at that point. So it helped me working in the hospital and being in nursing school at the, t- at the same time, but also kind of hurt me because I would read these questions and I would think about what I did at work, which mm-hmm. is not necessarily correct. They want you to think by the textbook, yeah. but not how things are in real life. There's no picture perfect patient who's smiling when you come in. No. They're like screaming. <laughs> oh my God. I. I <laughs> ramble off stories for hours i got hit with a urinal the other week with carrots and talk about that because i saw that like on your on your instagram or something oh my gosh so this is just one of the stories it's wild but i've had i have so many wild stories so i walk into this patient's room he does have covid so i have everything on my two masks my goggles face shield gown everything i look like an astronaut but (laughs) walking into his room so happy introducing myself but he can't see my smile so he basically just sees this and he's just angry from the start and you, you, we are taught when a patient is angry you don't escalate it you go down to other levels speak to them in a calm voice ask them what's going on how can you help them that didn't work so I'm talking to this man and I see him standing there. He's standing. And now you don't really want the patient standing. Tell them to sit in the bed. You don't want them to fall because then I can get fired, all that stuff. So he's standing there and he says, I'm going to sue you, which they can sue you. So I got a little nervous and I just walked in the room. So I said, for what, sir? I don't remember his name. We'll call him sir, though. But um, I said, for what, sir? And he goes, that fan over there is not the appropriate distance from that window. And I just stood there. Mind you, it's like 3 a.m. 3 a.m. I'm like, what? And I'm looking. I'm like, wait, what is he talking about? And I said, I have, I'm sorry, but I have nothing to do with the fan and the distance between the window. I said, can I please just take your vital signs? He's going off. And I said, and I'm just standing there. I'm getting my vital signs stuff ready. I'm not, it's kind of not phasing me at this point in my nursing career. It doesn't phase me. He's standing there with a urinal. I see it. He's holding it behind him. And I'm looking down because I already spotted it. I see if there's something in it other than urine, which is supposed to be in there. And I go, what the hell is in there? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, my God, there's something in there. And then I look at his dinner tray and the dinner tray is empty. I'm like, tell me this man's dinner is in the urinal. So I'm looking at him and he's yelling and yelling. And I go to put the blood pressure cuff on his arm. And this man swings the urinal at me. And the stuff went flying out. Carrots went flying. Potatoes went flying. The turkey went flying. And I'm like, sir. And I yelled at him. And he got a little nervous because I yelled. I yeah. yelled louder than normal because of all the masks we had on. But um, And I said, sit down. And he sat down so quick. And I said, why are you throwing things at me? And he goes, I didn't throw anything. I'm like, what are the carrots on the floor from? What? So 
Yeah, it's just, I literally got, like, pelted with, like, carrots and potatoes over. It got, like, on you, on your PPE? Yeah, it got on the gown and stuff, and I was like, how ridiculous. But thank God I had the gown on, or I would have just been gross. Sounds it's like just, your hospital needs I, I love working or something. Hot. You need some backup. <laughs> you need some muscle backup. Yeah, Oh my god. See, I love people, but I don't love people that much to deal with that stuff. Sometimes it's though, like just I work night shifts. I work seven to seven, seven PM to seven AM. Um so people get crazy at those hours though. Oh, they're yeah. like Yeah, they're like the spooking hours and they're all lovey dovey at the beginning of the shift and then two, three AM they're like possessed all of them. So it's great. I love it. It's. I think it's just so interesting to work well, at the night. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, you should love your job, because then, if not, then it feels like a job. That's so crazy. Um, that's so funny. I was gonna. I was gonna say something. Danielle, do you have any comments? Chime well, in, girl. <laughs> well, earlier when she was talking about her worth ethic, it was funny because we were literally talking about the same thing before Natalie joined the podcast, which is, yeah, which is very funny because we were talking about how parents raising their kids, if the parents are successful, how that correlates to their children and Natalie's like one or Natalie's family dynamic is one of the good examples of her parents teaching her worth ethics at a very young age. So I thought that was funny because <laughs> we were literally talking about it right before she got on. Um, and then also, too, I remember uh, in high school getting bullied also. But then as you get older, you realize that the bullies, um, they're making fun of you. But nine times out of t- nine times out of the ten, they're insecure about whatever they have and you don't have it. Or, you know, they're like just jealous of who you are as a person because, you know, some part of them might think that. They will never be as successful as you are where you're at. Um, that's just from my experience. Absolutely. That was, yeah, that was so good, Danielle. I absolutely agree because that's the same thing my parents and siblings always told me. They were like, don't take it as something that's hurtful. Take it as a compliment because it's something that they're jealous of. But, you know, when you're young, you take it to heart. and You're like, why are they being mean to me? But the older I get, it is still tough sometimes, but I feel like I'm so much stronger now and I kind of block them out a little more and you have to realize like they, so when somebody says something about you, it says more about them than it really does about you. If you can understand, you know, so it's saying more about them than it really is about you. Like those girls at the bar the other week who didn't even really introduce themselves. And it's saying more about them. I mean, I was friendly. You did your part. You smile, you wave. And if they don't wave back, so be it. You go on with life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also, too... I'm getting into a lot of bar fights then. <laughs> also, too, one thing <laughs> I've learned, <laughs> the only person's opinion that matters is your own. You know? Like, you're the only person that can judge yourself. I- Everyone else, like, can kick rocks. <laughs> In a sense. Absolutely. That's so... Well, like, your parents have a really good work ethic. Oh my I mean, God. from knowing them my whole life. What do you think is the most... My whole life. And your whole life, too. <laughs> <laughs> what 
What do you think is like the most like instrumental thing that your parents told you or taught you about like your work ethic or just anything in general that you've taken thus far in your life? They've told me since the day I was born that anything you want in life, you have to work for it. And that that comes with anything, not just materialistic things, but any goal that you have in life, any type of happiness that you want to see in life, you really have to work for it. Um, that plays a part when you want something materialistic. I had to work my butt off to get a lot of the things that I've wanted and nothing was ever handed to us. That's not how I was raised at all. Um, even with nursing. Yeah, it was challenging, but they always taught me if you want, you want to become a nurse, right, Natalie? And I'd always say yes. And they're like, then work for it. Like everything you want, nothing in life is free. Nothing worth having is easy at all. So they've always just taught me that since the beginning, since the, I was so young. So growing up with that type of mindset and that type of work ethic, my siblings and I can all say really like, it kind of sets you one step above the people that are your age that, yeah, maybe they're handed stuff a little more often or they're like, oh, if I do this, I can like cheat my way through this. Don't cheat your way through anything. Just start from the bottom. Everyone starts at the bottom. And then at some point you'll work your way up. So yeah, that's really good advice. See, I, I don't know if you're the same way as me, but like, I just can't cut corners when I try to do anything like it just makes me feel so bad yes like, it, it, it's just like uh it's just not in my nature and i'm sure you could probably agree on that like it's just not it doesn't there's no satisfaction in cutting corners or cheating or anything like that like it there's so much satisfaction in working hard enough and then getting rewarded for the hard work that you do Absolutely. And something as small as like people trying to like cheat in school. And I would always be like, why don't we just study for the exam and then we can all pass it. But it's it's rewarding because when yeah. you pass something, whether it be school or something in life, and you didn't cheat and you worked your way there, it is just it's so much more rewarding than just being handed something like handed a grade or handed something materialistic like you worked for that. And that's yeah. so important. Yeah, that's something that, like, our, our mom has taught us as well. And I know my mom tells this story all the time, Dee, but, like, she – Danielle started dog walking, like, when she was, like, 10. 10. For, for I remember. The, yeah, for yes. one of the, the dogs on the street. And she would get, like, 10 bucks a week or whatever, but she saved up enough money. Do you want to tell the story, Dee? No, you, you, you go ahead. No. Did you start okay. it? <laughs> well, she saved up enough money one time, and, like, we were really big into video games when we were younger, so we went to, like, GameStop or whatever, and she bought, like, I think it was Call of Duty or Gears of War, or one of those oh. games that are not meant for children. And she was, like, again, like, 10 or 12. She go, gets the game. She goes to the cash register. The, the cashier behind the thing is, like, that's, like, $60. And she handed the man $60 in cash. And he was, like, what? And mom was like, she earned, that, she earned that money. She earned it by working. She earned yeah. the money walking those dogs. Walking those dogs. But, like, that's a very, I think, and like Danielle said, we talked about this before, but that's such a, I think that's the most important thing to teach your kids is the work ethic. Yeah, absolutely. It's it'll help you for throughout your whole life. Like somebody like I'm, I see my brother out the window right now. So somebody like him, for example, you know, my brother. So he's 
he's had, he's lives a very interesting lifestyle, but um, he worked his butt off, always doing side jobs here and there. Um, he has his whole motocross career as well, but um, he worked his butt off and he just started building his own house in Jackson on, it's a huge piece of land in total. I think it's, I could be wrong. He's going to quote me on this, but I don't know. It's like 50 something acres in Jackson. So he's building his own house, but a lot of rumors as soon as he bought it already started, unfortunately with him and my family and everyone's like, they asked me a lot of people and they're like, well, how much did your parents pay for that? And I said, Oh, oh shut up. People. And I said, brother paid for it. They're like, he don't, he doesn't pay for that with his career. I said, Oh yeah, he probably makes more than you do doing whatever the hell you do. So it's just, you have to work for what you want in life. You really okay, do. And also to vouch for your brother, your brother has been doing motocross for ev- like his entire life. Since he was a child and you know, entire life. Oh, they love to talk, but that's a perfect example. It's all about the work ethic and he's a great example. So he, he really works for what he wanted and it's nice to see and it's inspiring to myself and my sisters and my parents as well, the whole family, to see him work his whole life for what he wanted and he's finally achieving, like he's building his own home. I'm like, wow. That's so. crazy. Wait, can you like talk about that growing up? Because you guys used to go to like competitions like every, and you had the giant trailer. Like it was a, it was a whole thing. Can you talk we about have- that? I'm looking at it right now. You have, you have yeah. the camera real quick. I don't know if I could do that on Zoom. Can I? Yes, I can. Here. Again, I remember, <laughs> your, yeah. I remember going to your house and it was there. And it was like really cool. And then we mean like we went to one of his competitions one time. It was a lot yes. of fun. He did that. He's been racing since he was eight, I believe. Um, but he's done it his whole life. So obviously when we were all younger and we were all kids, we always used to, that's when we just had my dad's truck in the trailer. So like we all pack in the truck, all six of us, and we'd drive to all of his races. But the, obviously the older we kept getting, um, we started going to the races a lot less for no other reason besides, you know, life went on. We all start to have our own separate lives and stuff. Um, but it'll always be an interest that we all have. Like he has one that's coming up um that we're all planning on going to as well so it's it's an interesting lifestyle but i feel like without racing like racing kind of like makes up what our family is like people know us as like the racing family it sounds funny but you know you guys know us yeah so it's definitely interesting it's an interesting lifestyle but it's interesting to see how he lives it now like if you saw his whole house that he's building like it's all it's like relevant to his lifestyle, like majority of the house. I'll send you guys a picture after this, but majority of his house is a garage. It's the garage and then the house. <laughs> so, but that's his lifestyle. He needs the garage. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. I remember when we were kids and we used to like, do you remember when we like in the field when it would snow and we would like, attach the sled to the back of it and then like go sledding in the fields and then have the dogs come with us and they would like chase us and stuff that yeah. was a lot of fun remember oh my god that was so much fun we could still do that yeah we should just come over and do that again and feel very yeah. nostalgic yeah, yeah so wonderful they'd be like who are these people on our property well, you know what's so sad though they're building they built like a bunch of townhouses where all the fields are now oh really yeah they're starting oh. to Oh, that's terrible. I haven't been over there. 
they started i mean i don't go whenever i go because i used to work at sunnyside so i would go over there all the time yeah but right where that farm is like right across the street they like put in a bunch of townhouses and stuff it's lame wow how lame they need to save that flooding over there i know it's <laughs> whatever but yeah no that I, I that's such a fun like childhood lifestyle to live it's so fun and even now like we'll go to some of his races not all of them because they're hard to make it to sometimes because they're far away and you know you have your own life and stuff but um we'll go and he worked his way up so much that like people like ask for his autograph and i'm like why the hell are you asking for my brother's autograph like what i think it's still the weirdest thing to me that like oh my god it's so weird and i've had we were at a race um it was in tennessee and I, it was only myself, my dad, my brother, and my cousin was there. And some girl, probably around the same age, this was like two, three years ago. So what was I, like 18, whatever? Um, yeah. She came up and she goes, is Nick Janusa here? And I was like, Ew. yeah. And I was like, why? <laughs> and she was like, can I please meet him? And I'm like, what? It was only weird because we're the same age. And I literally was like, yeah, hold on, I'll go get him. And then I went into the motorhome and I opened the door. I'm like, not here. And I was like, oh, you can come back later. He'll be back. That's, God. see, that makes me feel weird. Thank God, I think it's so. <laughs> it's like Nick, like, I've known since I was like five years old. It's just like, it's just Nick. <laughs> I know, that's that's what a lot of our family friends, they're like, oh, wow, that's like so cool. That... Oh, what, the, what does mom call him, D? Mom has a nickname for your brother. I don't remember what it is. I don't oh, I remember. What did she used to call him? I can ask her right now. <laughs> oh, look at her. She muted herself. I've said scream. <laughs> I know, because they're both loud. <laughs> oh. What was she used to call him something? She. Ugh, my mom's weird. <laughs> what did she call him? I, I can't think of it. I think of it. Um. Did she figure it out? It was like Nikki something, right? Yeah, Nikki something. Nikki, well, anyways, we'll get back. To but yeah, I, yeah, that that's a lot of fun. But I was gonna ask you about your. So back to you, um, and your time at at Brookdale. When you started school, like in classes what do you what was like the hardest most difficult class to take for you and what was the easiest one do you think you picked up really well the hardest one so I'm gonna keep nursing out of this because the nursing was like sorry my dad's cutting something in the basement that's what that sound is <laughs> so um I'm gonna keep nursing out of it because nursing's like a whole separate thing within itself because it's all like nursing based anyway. But all difficult anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's all difficult anyway. But um, the pre-nursing classes, the hardest classes for me were the math classes. I, math to me is like trying to learn Chinese. I I don't understand I it. The math class. My mother's here. <laughs> Mom, what was your nickname for Nick that you used to give him? Hi, Natalie. Hi! <laughs> I know, but I have a mask on because I had COVID. I know. Hi, mommy. Uh, hi. Mommy. I will. Uh, how's nursing? Oh my God, it's great! I'm still working on getting my license. Hopefully, I get that sooner or later, so I can actually start working as a nurse. 
Oh, but you're getting there. I'm getting there sooner than later. I'll make it. I will. Good girl. Stop it. Thanks. Everything's happening. <laughs> Everything's happening. <laughs> Wait, what was your nickname for Nick? Oh, God. I can't remember. Okay, well, thanks. I remember the moo sound, though. That was, that was what I remember. Oh, yeah. The cow sound. Wait, what? Moo. <laughs> remember we were playing volleyball in the front yard? And all of a sudden he started mooing. <laughs> huh? He mooed or who mooed? Your brother mooed. Oh, maybe I don't. I don't remember that. He makes that loud mooing sound. Yeah, <gasps> ask him about that. Yeah, I'm gonna ask. Him I, well, I said the story about how Jasmine would bark at him when he would shovel our snow. Yeah, I know. With the... I know. Jasmine didn't like him when he did that. Yeah, he did yeah. that. Well, how's the puppy? Oh my god. How's oh my god, she, she's so great. I hear her barking, like behind me in the other room, barking. Um, I'll grab her. You want to see her? Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll go. Sorry. Hi, Dee. Hi. She doesn't cooperate. I'm going to hijack the dog. I'm just kidding. I think she's in her cage. How's Maggie? Oh, she's great. They get along. Though. Wait, Natalie. Oh. Danielle said that. Well, maybe Dee never met Maggie, but I, we met Maggie. We never met Maggie. I thought we did. No. Yeah, I, I did. Oh, I don't know. Maybe oh. not. I'm the lady, little lady. She's huge. Her name's Macy. <laughs> oh, she? oh god. She's uh, not even a year old. She's only what? We got her in. Um, we got her on Christmas Eve. Oh, she's aggressive. Is she? How? Um, how much does she weigh? Uh, thirty pounds, I believe. Thirty-one. Oh look, Mocha's here too. Come here, Norm. <gasps> oh my god, friends here. Come here. Don't ruin my. See, do you see Mocha? Oh, how cute! What a cutie! Mocha's <laughs> like 40 pounds, so he's probably the same weight as Macy. Yeah, there's Maggie. <laughs> I met Maggie. I thought I did. You know, you didn't have Maggie in this house, did you? Didn't She's like a little grandma now. Her mm -hmm. eyebrows are gray. Oh, how old is she? Uh, she's 12 now. Oh, my mom's. Mom! Yes! Mrs. Minetti's on the phone. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, okay. Come here, Macy. Come here. All right, this is hectic in this household. Come here, I Macy. Remember, I thought I met Maggie. You may have met. Did you have Maggie at the Homedale house? Yes. Yes. Wait, she was still like a puppy, puppy. I mean, but I'm pretty sure that I that we met. I met Maggie. I remember. I probably didn't. She honestly, Maggie's about to break world record. Really? She. Yeah, yeah, the the oldest Saint Bernard in the world. Hold on, let me this hectic with a dog. I feel like I'm chasing a child. Um, the oldest Saint Bernard in the world is 13 years old, and Maggie's 12 and a half. <laughs> wow! I know. Imagine she breaks a world record. That'd be so exciting. Yeah. No, I met. I think I met Maggie. Okay, everything is happening right, so here, too. Okay, bye, Mom. Bye, Natalie. Bye. I said hi, too. She was in the shower, and she yelled from the door. Tell her I said hi. So she said hi. <laughs> Take your dog with you, please. Dude, my dog's so fat. Side note. Sorry, I didn't, you know, my mom came. I asked her one question. She hijacks the whole thing. That was so exciting. That was very hectic, but it was great. <laughs> Now I literally have my two cats literally sitting here too, so. 
Same, I have both dogs barking behind me now, but it's fine. That's so funny. I, I thought, I, I think I met Maggie. I feel like you guys did because I was uh, eight years old when we got it, or 10. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know what my mom's saying. She's crazy. Mom's. Uh... I feel like you guys met her at some. The moms know, though, because so she might not be wrong. No, my yes. mom's wrong at everything. And no, her memory sucks. <laughs> She's, she has awful memory. Oh. <laughs> like, she has awful, like, short-term memory. I'll tell her one thing, and then 20 minutes later, she'll ask me about the thing I just told her about. Okay, my mom does that, too, but I think just because she's not listening initially or something, I don't know. Yeah, no. No, my mom doesn't listen either. What? What? Oh, so classes. Math class. Oh, yeah, so... Math classes for me were the most challenging. I, I don't, and it sounds concerning because I don't know, everyone's like, math isn't that bad. I'm like, I can't, I don't understand it. I don't know if initially when I was a child in school, like I just didn't grasp onto it. So now I'm like, I don't understand it. I'm sure like, and it sounds so bad. It makes me feel so, and feel and sound so stupid, but like even like basic math, like I have to write it down. I can't do it in my head. It sounds no, bad. I was the same way. Like I, I, I'm not a math person. Science is okay. Well, it depends on what science. Did you have to take the same like prereqs that every other like student? Like, so I we had to take like a bio lab, as well as like a certain math class. Like, did you have to do that too? I took. Yeah, so I took a bunch of prereqs. I took two English classes, um, statistics, a basic. Oh. Or actually, I never took a basic math. I don't know. I somehow we went around that i don't know how but um i took anatomy one and two psychology one and two um yeah a bunch of like random classes but the anatomy and psychology more of related to the nursing yeah because like i would imagine that your uh major is so concentrated you might not have to take those things but i know that brookdale has a lot of like pre like racks and stuff that are stupid yeah, there were so many prereqs, and there were two. It was, um, what was it? Medical terminology. But I took that in high school when I went to that vocational school. Um, I oh, took yeah. That... Yeah, you so I was nursing vocational school. I did. It's the one that's in a Middletown, the uh, next to Middletown North. I don't know if you know where that is, but it's, a, it's like a little building, like but... next school and i went you know there what? it's so funny like i've been living in middletown since high school but like i don't know any like i, I still went to homedale so i don't i don't know anything around here like i'm literally just starting to know what street names are what <laughs> so <laughs> i feel like that's me too my mom's like turn down this road and this road i'm like i have a gps so hopefully that'll help me i don't know <laughs> it's by the duncan on 36 okay then i know where it is you know like that's how i am I don't know street names. I don't need. I feel like I don't need to know them that much. I don't know. Mm -mm. No, you just like, need know to know where to go. Around. It's all that matters. Yeah, you just yeah. know where to. Go. I don't really go anywhere crazy anyway. I go to the same. I go to work and to the gym and home. That's all. No more else. <laughs> That's like the so story of my life. School. What was the name of the vocational school? Uh, Monmouth County Vocational School. Uh, the one that I know. I thought it was gonna have a special name too, but it didn't. Um. But I went there junior and senior year of high school. And honestly, like, 
it was a per- a great decision. So my sister Jacqueline went there before I did. You're older than I am, and she went for nursing too. And I feel like that. Yeah, she went for nursing too. But I feel like at that point, like I was already a junior in high school. Like the bullying was already like pretty bad. I didn't like being at school anyway in walls. So I was like, maybe this is a good opportunity. And I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I'm like, let's give this a try. So I tried it and I loved it. And so. I've been in that school. I've been junior and senior year, the two years, and it was like a perfect, perfect es- escape for me. So I left like wall high school. Mm-hmm. I would go to vocational school half the day. And then the second half of the day I'd go to wall. So it helped me a lot because I got to do something that I loved and I made it so many great friends there who all had the same interests. We all wanted to be a nurse. Um, and then I went to wall the second half of the day, but it like kind of minimized like the bullying and being there. And I know they say, like, don't don't run away from your problems. You don't want to run away from them. But it's not that I ran away from it. I went to that other school to better myself and focus on an interest I had. And, you know, you want to, like, move on with your life. You don't want to sit there and get bullied all those four years of high school. Like, do No. So I went there. It was a great decision, though, because they held um, two seats for the graduating class to skip the waiting list at Brookdale. So I was never on that waiting list. Oh, yeah, that's how that, it was great. It was really great. I've, everybody that I've talked to who have gone to a vocational school, and Danielle also went, so you can talk about this too. They love vocational school. Yeah, Danielle, you can probably agree too. It's like mm-hmm. you go to school, but it's focused on something that you love. It's mm-hmm. not like everything, you know? It's like a hobby that you have. or Yeah, so. And I imagine all of the classes and topics are a lot more interesting than like calculus. I <laughs> like I learned about that well okay so first off vocational school trying to explain to people what vocational school is is difficult because not a lot of school systems around the country have it um and our vocational school district was like one of the top ones also but I think it was great because a it's very specific huh Say Where again? did you go to vocational school? Oh, I went. Where did my... you go to vocational school? <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. I went to vocational school down in Lakewood, and it was also my junior and senior year of high school. And I was still part of the program that was half a day because the next class under or a year younger than us was a full day. Um, and I went for the law enforcement and public safety vocational so in the morning just like natalie i went to vocational down lakewood and not lakewood uh long branch i don't know why i said lakewood long branch um went to vocational and i had math yeah i, yeah, I had math science and then the um law enforcement class and then at homedale i had english history and gym um and I enjoyed it because, Riveting. well, at the time, at, <laughs> at the time, it's what I wanted to do, and I was going to be honest, the coursework is not that hard. <laughs> it's, it was pretty easy, but also, too, it kind of, like, I mean, it introduced me to, like, my one of my lifetime long best friends, but also, too, it got you, like Natalie said, it helped you, you know, 
you were bettering yourself, what you wanted your career to be. And also to, you got to meet different people and got to start like immersing yourself with others, not just, you know, what your town's people were like. That way you'd be more diverse and you're better off in the long run for life because you'll be more sociable. You've interacted more with other individuals and especially for the vocational school system, you know, students can come from every town. So you're going to meet people from all different backgrounds and different um, upbringings. And it's going to make you, it's going to help you later on in life. Um, and I know firsthand that definitely helped when I was transitioning over to be a supervisor in the Navy because I had to be in charge of people with all different backgrounds and roles and stuff like that. Absolutely. I agree 110%. Like I went to vocational school and there were just so many different types of people there, students, backgrounds, all that stuff. But now when I work in healthcare, the certain set of patients you have, whether it's nine patients, 10 patients, everyone's from a different background. Everyone has a different personality. So it kind of helped you with learning how to talk to different people. And like you said, not just that same group that you're used to in school. So I thought it was just, it was great vocational school. And they don't promote it as much as they should. Mm-mm. No. And I think the same thing goes for, like, Brookdale, too. Because even there, you meet a whole bunch of different people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of with the same intentions of, like, either going back to school and getting their degrees. Or, like, us who want to work and be home and all that stuff, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Totally. That's that's fun. I wish I went to a vocational school. I probably would have done the hair vocational thing. Yeah, oh, the, uh, what was it, the cosmetology? Cosmetology or something. But I, I, you know what I want to do? I want to do the thing where you, when you do, like, the, the, the fake lashes, like, the lash extensions. Yeah. Yes, I know a girl. She, um, I graduated with her. She was very nice to me at school. Love her. She's still a great person. But she just started her own little company, and she does the, uh, Look at me like this, flying away. But she does <laughs> she does the lashes from her house, and she went to cosmetology school and got certified and all that, and she does the lashes. I don't have one, as you can see. But. I, I did it once, and I loved them. Oh, you love them? Yeah. I, I love them because my lashes, they're, you know what it is? They're, they're thick, but they're blonde because I'm a natural blonde, so you can't see them anyways. But no, I love them. Highly recommend. But also, like, my mom also went back. She went to, um, she went to a laser school for, like, a summer. And she got her license and laser and stuff. So she did that, too. That seems like a lot of fun, too. I feel like that's something that I would go back and do, like, later in my career just for, like, the second half of life. Yeah, you have to. You can always go back to school, you know, like, there's opportunities. Even just, like, um certifications and stuff some of them only take like what six months eight months yeah like my mom talks about all the time of like in her retirement getting a certification and and doing something else but i was gonna say do you it's funny because when you talk about like going to school half day i wish that at brookdale that i did that when i was in high school because and to your point how they don't promote things enough because they literally don't I had to do public. Did you have to do public speaking? No. Oh, I had to I do public speaking. 
good because some of them walk in the patient's room and they're like, uh, uh, uh. And I'm like, oh, well, you don't know how to talk now? Like, what the hell happened? I feel like we should have went to public speaking. I Well, it was a requirement. I had to do public speaking. Uh And I was sitting next to this one girl and she was a high school student and she was doing the dual enrollment. And I asked her about it and I think she was a senior and she was only taking two classes at Brookdale. But and she would only come two days a week. But still, her high school schedule was only half days. And I was like, I wish I did that because I hated school. And yeah, I wish I knew that too. I didn't know that was an option when we were in high school. It's what you're talking about. You could have went to high school and then broke out at the same time. I didn't know that. Yeah, me neither. And I was like, if I had known that I could leave this place at like 11, like every day, that'd be fantastic. I would love that. I know. I wish I knew that too. Oh, <laughs> it's like rumbling from his truck outside. Sorry. No, it's fine. I literally, my mom's, you know so loud and stuff but so you got your you're working towards your license but yeah you just what's you just finished school right yeah so the process of becoming a nurse is a lot more advanced than people think it is and even my family doesn't even understand it my parents are still trying to grasp the concept but my my grandparents That's think I'm like not in the medical field. It's funny. I have the opposite problem where everybody in my family is in the medical field and I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, I have nobody in my family is medical yet. I'm the first one to go medical and Jacqueline is shortly behind me too. She's going to be a nurse soon as well. But um, yeah. first one to go medical. I know my mom has a couple uh, nurses on her side, but besides that, no one immediate is medical. But um, the way it works is you past school so you have to take all those prereqs all those years of schooling whatever you have to go through a nursing school certified program which is what i did i went through the two years of brookdale two years gets you your rn registered nurse which is what i have now in the state of new jersey and as well as new york and i think california is the same um a couple more states too it's required to have your bsn so it's your bachelor's of nursing the only difference between an rn and a bsn which is what a lot of people don't understand it's just it's a couple more classes. They're not any better of a nurse than you are. It's it's not how it works. When we go to work, nobody's ID tag says BSN. I mean, some of them do, but majority of them RN, RN, because what are you? You're a nurse. So I passed the schooling part of it. Um, after you pass the schooling part of it, you have to take the state licensure exam, which is what I'm working my way to do. Um, you have to schedule a date. It's a they give you up to five hours to take the exam. It's a very comprehensive exam. It's everything and anything you've learned in nursing school, but people call it the blind exam because you don't know what's on it. It could be anything from pediatrics to any medication to somebody giving birth to somebody dying. Like it's everything. So it is the most challenging nursing exam. Um, and then after that, you pass it, you get your license. But a lot of people get discouraged. Like the passing rate the first time around is not high. Most majority of people fail their first time because you don't you don't know what you're in for. So um, right. you can't get discouraged. I always remind myself a test does not define who you are. It does not determine how you're going to be as a nurse because let's say they ask you all these questions and you know how to answer them on the exam. That's wonderful. But how do you know how to save someone's life when they're in front of you? You know, so... Right. Schooling is not everything in nursing. And you do learn that when you go through the schooling aspect of it. And then when you finally start working in the field itself, um, 
I saw that too when I started working in the hospital as I was in school and even now. It is not like the textbooks. Like a majority of the things that you learn. Yeah, no, it's crazy. But like what you learn in nursing school, they don't teach you everything. And I know that sounds concerning, but something like IVs, like that's what nurses do. You put an IV in someone's arm. They went over that probably like in six minutes in school. And they're like, oh, you'll learn it on the job. But that's how that's how it's taught because every facility is different. Everyone's going to learn a different way. So a lot of the things you won't learn until you start as a nurse. Mm-hmm. I feel like, too, it's a huge debate, like, now with standardized testing, like SAT and PSAT and stuff, of whether that is very determined, like, determines how smart a person is. Because... It, it could be the word choice of a certain question or something where you can not do as well, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not a smart person and you can't get into a college or, or something like that. So Absolutely. I totally agree. Oh my God. I agree with you a hundred percent. Cause there's so many exams I was taking in school and I'd pass by one point or I'd fail by one point. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm not smart enough to be a nurse, but as long as you know nursing specifically, and I'm sure other careers are the same as well, as long as you know what you are doing in the real world, especially as a nurse, that is all that matters. Yeah. No, totally. That, that's, that's crazy. See, I don't think I could be a nurse. I believe in you. <laughs> no, I, I don't have the patience. I don't have the determination to do something like that. <laughs> Because it's a very selfless thing. Like, you're you're helping people, you know? That, that's not that, like, I don't want to not help people, but that's a... When did you learn, like, know that you wanted to go into nursing or in some form of a medical profession? Um, as soon as I went to vocational school, they... One of the things that we did there is they sent us to an assisted living junior year and then a nursing home senior year as part of the class so we went there once a week and i remember just walking into the nursing home i the nursing home specifically the assisted living is a little different because they're more independent there but a nursing home is more of like they need more care there but i remember walking into the nursing home it was the most depressing thing of my entire life like it's yeah. sad nursing homes are very sad in my opinion and i've been in multiple of them uh throughout my career so far and I just saw the people sitting there and a lot of them just looked sad they they were sitting there they're looking at old pictures of their family their friends and they tell you like I haven't talked to my daughter in this long I haven't talked to my son and they just need someone to talk to and it kind of came to like my realization that if I can not that I can change someone's life it's not even about me like changing their life honestly they changed my life because I it opens my eyes to so many things and they like just even talking to somebody, it makes their entire day. So I, I look at nurse. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful, honestly, but I look at nursing as something that's, I said this in an interview that I had the other day and I realized like how much I actually agree with the statement, but I look at nursing as something that's like, it's healing to them because yes, you're helping them, but it's healing to me. Like I could have, the worst day, the worst terrible day. I'm emotional, I'm mad, angry, or sad, or whatever in life. But I go to work, and as soon as I start helping someone, it's like it's like healing me. So it's like the, I love it, and that's how I look at it. So I really, I love what I do. Well, I mean, and that's the most important thing. When are you taking your 
test. So I, I have, yeah, it's coming up soon. So we're going to have to see how I do, but I mean, God forbid that I do fail it. You, you have eight chances to keep doing it. Eight. So eight, I mean, I, most people pass by, um, yeah, you have, you, you have eight chances to retake it. And the reason they do that is because a lot of people fail. It's not common to really pass the first time. And if you pass the first time, which is what a lot of the nurses told me on my floor, they were like, that does not make you any better of a nurse than a nurse that takes them four tries to pass it, you know? Yeah. So one of my best friends, it just took her three tries to pass it and she passed the third try, but she got hired and she's a nurse. And she's like, when you look back on it, it is such a small problem to fail the yeah. exam, you know? Like at the time, it's like, oh my God, I, I'm not gonna be a nurse. You will be a nurse at some point. You'll make it there. Yeah, every problem in the moment seems like the biggest thing in the world. And then the next day you're like, why were you even complaining in the first place? Yeah, and it's just a little setback. I think every time you retake it, they make you wait 45 days in between, which yes, seems like the end of the world, 45 days, but it's not. If you have to wait 45 to kickstart your career, so be it. Study for another 45 days or live it up and don't study. I don't know. So it's not that big of a deal if you do fail. Yeah, it's upsetting because you worked for it, but retake it. Pick your head up, retake it. Yeah. Well, that's so exciting. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your store. Yes. Because I, I was saying Danielle, to Danielle before we were like briefing and I say like, in, ew, my fingers look weird like that um, before. <laughs> and I was like, here's the thing. Because I said that, like, me and my friend, we're going to start, like, this online Etsy store, so whatever. You like, this is why I want, this is why I wanted to talk to Natalie. Because it's one thing, like, if me, like, a communications major takes an online store because I'm just taking some BS humanities classes. <laughs> you started your store while you were in nursing school. I, I'm insane. I don't even know why I did that. Which is so insane. So, like, well, what, my first question is... Why did you want to start your online store in the first place? I always because... had an Absolutely. No, I've always had an interest in selling stuff. And I come from a family who's all, they all have a business background. And then there's me who has a medical background. But um, all of them in some aspect have a business background. My oldest sister, Alexis, is business. My parents are business. Brother, in a sense, is business. And then Jack and I are medical. But um, I, I've like grown up around business and the aspect of selling things and making a profit, whether it be my parents selling a house, my mom's a real estate agent selling a house, or my brother selling a piece of machinery. I don't know. But um, it's always just been in my blood. I love selling stuff. I love the reward of either hand making something and selling it to someone or the aspect of buying and selling because one man's trash is another man's treasure, the way I look at it. So um, I just I loved it. I kind of did. So I started it when I was in nursing school and I still do have it, but I think my last two semesters of school got a little hectic and I tried to like put my blinders on and I was like, wait a second, you need to focus on school. That is your career. That is your life. You need to put the hobby of the store on the side for just a second, which is what I've done. So the past month, I've kind of put it on the back burner just until I get my license and I jumpstart my nursing career but I started it and it was just great so at first it was all handmade products it was like you know I think you've seen on social well, media no I was gonna say like I was telling Danielle too it was like the first part when you launched it you were doing a lot of more like home decor stuff 
And that yes. was a lot of stuff where you were making it, which again, I do not know how you were doing that because you <laughs> probably had no time. I had no time. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Between studying and selling stuff and making stuff, I literally had time for nothing. I was I was in my own world. But um, the first half, I handmade everything. And it was so much fun. But it was time consuming. And I realized if I want to keep doing this, even if it's just something on the side, not something like taking over my whole nursing career, but just something on the side for fun. I can't be me personally. I don't have enough time to be hand making stuff as much as I was, but um, I switched gears a little bit and I started selling jewelry. So it is something that I buy. People thought I was making it. I'm like, I don't know how to make, I'm not that good. I, I don't know. You were too. And I was like, wow. Cause then I saw a bunch of your videos and you have a bunch of inventory. So how, 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 how does that work? That's my question. So the way that that works is you, I look at styles online. I see what the newest trend is. Um, the newest one I'm sure you've seen, but like a lot of girls were so into like the butterflies and stuff. And that's still a trend. That's still, it, it's cute. Yeah. So I went and I searched for stuff and I looked for, a mix of things so that everyone could wear it. necklaces bracelets anklets like all that stuff and then i basically buy that and i repackage it myself so that it's custom to my company and to myself and i change up the jewelry a little bit because i don't want to sell it exactly how it comes because that's no fun so i change it up a bit and then i sell it i promote it um my biggest promotion came from tiktok actually because i do have one and i like promoted it on there and then yeah. Instagram. So social media is the biggest advertisement source that I do use. Well, I was going to ask you, how do you, how does social media play a role in um, promoting stuff? Because I feel like that's the best way to promote nowadays. Oh my God, the best way. But I've always, my mom always told me, she's like, you could be selling a potato, but as long as it's packaged nicely and promoted well, you'll sell it. And she's absolutely right. Like, even it's something as simple as like a bracelet or like an anklet that's very simple it's just a gold chain if you advertise that gold chain like it is the best gold chain in the world people will buy it they will yeah so it's i started that um when did i start it the whole company maybe like two years ago and then i put it on hold when i graduated school and then i started it and now it's on hold again so i go in and out with it but i know one day i want it to be something bigger than it is but, you know, you have to start small first and see how you like it. Well, I mean, you've been very successful in the past few years, though. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. Yeah, I still I, have all... I don't know how you do it, but... I, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I still have all the material. I just... It's on hold right now until I get my license because I'm focused on that. But then I'm, I need to sell all the stuff because I still all have it. So then I'll go from there. So... Did you buy, like, your inventory in bulk? Is that how that would work? Yeah, that's just... try to make profit and make profit and all that stuff? Yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into it. So you have to... I, I Like, you have to buy it in a certain amount, but you can't go overboard and be like, yeah, my business is going to boom and I need a million of these. No, absolutely not. You're still small and new, so you need to buy them in bulk, but also not too many. Mm -hmm. um, you need to put in a factor of how much... This is more, I told you I suck at math, but this is the type of math that I'm actually good at because it's simple. But um, you need to think about how much you're buying the product for, but it's not just the product because you can't be like, oh, I'm buying it for this, selling it for this, I'm making this. No, because you're buying it, you're shipping it in a bag, so you have to put the price on that. You're shipping it with 
the label what else what else? i put like stickers in there candy in there a bunch of other junk in there to make it look great when you somebody opens it but you have to put all that into a factor and then what do you make after all of that's into it so it's one of those right. things that it takes a lot of thought so it's kind of hard to you have to like dig for stuff the way that i buy it because you can't just go buying something for 50 and selling it for 50 it doesn't work that way so you have to dig a little bit but i love it that's good i want the 1998 um necklace i'll Those send you so one I have They're them. They're so cute. I know. And I was like, "They're cute." That's so exciting. And then you're on Etsy, right? I I'm actually not on Etsy anymore. So I have my own website because I steered away from Etsy. Um, the reason being because they they took a certain amount out of every sale you made, and having your own website, you that doesn't happen. So I didn't like that. I was like, I'm working so hard. That's when I was making the handmade stuff and. Every time I sold something, they would take a couple dollars out of it. But even if it's a couple dollars, I was like, this is adding up with all of the. Yeah, so I I made my own website. It's um, Shopify. That's the source that I use, but it's just called shopnatalie.com. But um, it's a Shopify account and it's only like, what, like 30 bucks a month or something. But you you have your own name and every time you make a sale, no one comes out of it. So it's more worth it to have a website. Say say the name of your website again. It's called shopnatalie.com. So it's it's not like S H O P. It's S H O P P E because shop was taken. So I'm like, I guess I'll be fancy and add the two P's and the E. But so it's just called shopnatalie.com. That's so exciting. Yeah. So it's great. Well, but no, that that is that again. That's like the the kind of the theme of having aspiring for multiple things not just one thing we have one question that we ask everybody and you put one goals for the year my goals for this year yep my number one goal i think it's obvious but i want to earn my license and start working as a nurse um my next that's my main goal um that's more like a short term because that is in the near future but uh, my long-term goal for 2021, I almost just said 2020, but 2021 would be, it's more of like a personal goal, but I would say to have more confidence in myself and to not be as hard on myself. So it's not, it's not like a goal like, oh, I want to earn this materialistic thing. It's more of something within myself, but I do feel like I'm very hard on myself. And I talked to my mom about this last night, but I am hard on myself and I think for no other reason besides that I feel like I've accomplished a lot in my life but I still feel like I have so much more to do and she's like Natalie you have to remember you're 22 like don't be so hard so 2021 is the year of having more confidence and being a little nicer to myself because enough people in the world will not do that for me they'll be mean for me I need to be nice to myself first so that's my biggest thing yeah, I, I heard a lovely quote that was like, the best relationship you have is with yourself, or the longest relationship you have with yourself. So you better Absolutely. make it a good one. You better. You have to, listen, you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else. That's my biggest thing. I agree a thousand percent. Well, if people want to find you on social media and stuff, where can they find you? Uh, my Instagram is instagram.com what's my username slash natalie janusa it's just my full name um 
Snapchat, I keep more private and stuff, but I do have a TikTok. My TikTok, yeah, forget about Snapchat. I don't even use mine, but um, no. But um, my TikTok, I changed my username. It, it had my last name in it, and I didn't like that for some reason. So I believe it's just Natty Ray. So it's N-A-T-T-Y, and then my middle name is Ray. But it's R-A-E. I believe there's three E's at the end. Okay. Even if you're just Natalie Janusa, it comes up anyway. So those are my two biggest social media. Instagram. Yes. Link everything. It's my Instagram and TikTok are my biggest two social medias I use. And then do your uh, and then your your store Instagram is just shop Natalie, right? Yeah. Also linked on my personal one as well, but it's just shop underscore Natalie. Okay, cool. Well, Danielle, Danielle's dogs are doing so. Dogs are so obnoxious. <laughs> she's going to like yell at them, but <laughs> I'll wait till she comes back. Whatever. Anyways, well, thanks for coming on, bud. How are you, oh. anyways? How's everything else? How's your family? How's the family. Oh my god, they're so good. Everyone, everyone's older now, so everyone's kind of in their everyone's old. Everyone's old. I know. It's so weird. Like, I always forget like how old I am. I still feel like I'm like 15. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like I'm 12 well, every day of yeah. my life. But uh, no, everyone's good. Everyone has their own life, and Nick is moving out soon. Alexa, but she'll move out soon as well hopefully i don't know when but um and then jack and i are still here so everyone's just going on with their own life everyone has their own relationships and stuff so but we're all still close what's that you think you're gonna stay in jersey nick no you oh me yeah i thought it's nick yeah i'll stay here yeah um I don't mind it here. I like the change of the seasons and stuff. It is very expensive to live here, but it is what it is. My family's here. I can't leave. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, waited, I waited for you to come back to do the outro. Okay. Daniel. Uh, go ahead and do it, because I have a meeting I have to go to in a minute. So. Sorry, oh, I'm, I'm working. Yeah, she's doing no, her um her ROTC stuff. No, not ROTC. Drill. Reserves. Drill. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having and me. It was nice to sit and chat and talk to you. And we wish you all the lovely success in the world. And for everybody listening, thank you for joining us. And we'll see you guys later. Bye, Bye. guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs>